Well, a couple of years ago, I think um, data scientists were called the sexiest job in the world. Um, maybe employment brand managers and recruiters are about to be given that title uh, because, you know, clearly we're, we're starting to get to a point where um, companies have to almost sell the job to potential employees and candidates. Welcome to Talent Blazers. I'm joined by Aaron McEwen, VP Research and Advisory at Gardner. Aaron was recently named the top 100 global HR influencers at Engagely. He's a fellow of the Australian Human Resources Institute, a columnist for Insider HR and an associate of Macquarie's University Centre for Workforce Futures. As an advisory leader at Gartner, Aaron advises and coaches senior executives to innovate their HR strategies and challenge the status practices by harnessing data, insights derived from the world's leading companies. Aaron, welcome to Talent Places. Oh, it's nice to be here, David. Thanks. Well, for those who've, of you watching or listening, uh, who are Gartner? Uh, well, Gartner is um, one of the world's largest research and advisory companies. Uh, so, um, you know, for example, I spend my time uh, advising I executives um, on how to improve the way that they go about work. I happen to specialize in uh, the future of work, specialize in HR uh, strategy, um, and also working with the C-suite and the board. So primarily my job is to make sure that our clients have um, the best informed future of work and, and HR and talent strategies that they possibly can. Uh, and a lot of my time is spent uh, helping those executives convince their CEO and their board that that's the right way to go. It's a fascinating job talking uh, talking and, meet and, and liaising with leaders um, at really impressive organisations. We've just been talking about behind the scenes about the great resignation era and um, yeah, curious to get your, your thoughts on that. What, what are some of the, the problems organisations might be facing into, some of the headwinds? Yeah, well, it, you know, it's a phenomenon that is playing out as we speak in the United States. So I think we've just hit the third month in a row uh, of record levels of um, attrition. So people putting their notice in. Um, here in Australia, uh, we probably won't experience the phenomenon until early next year. You know, we've been largely in lockdown and people tend not to make big decisions about their career when they're uncertain about the economy or the future. But I think, you know, as those vaccination rates go up, the borders open, uh, we'll start to see people over Christmas make some pretty big decisions about what they want to do with themselves next year. Um, a lot of people will probably want to take extended time off. So you could say the great resignation is as much about the great vacation or the great sickie. <laughs> so it is a bit like that. Simply, yeah, sorry. absolutely. Because, because you can see um, annual leave just growing because people aren't taking any. So companies are probably thinking about closing their offices for an extended period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there'll be people that have a lot of accumulated leave, but they've also got equity in their homes. They've not been spending their money, so they're prepared to take some time off that might be unpaid as well. Um, but then there's a bunch of, you know, people, and, and I think this is at the heart of the great resignation, um, that are just deeply rethinking their relationship with work itself. 
So they might have, you know, and I've heard this from many employees where they feel like their relationship with their company is almost like abusive or toxic. Um, and, and they're making decisions about changing employers. There are others that have just gone, it's not you, it's me. I'm just, um, I don't want to work that way anymore. I've reconfigured my life. Um, I've worked out that I don't need as much money as I thought I did. And I want to have a different way of working. Uh, and then there's going to be a bunch of other people that are just in the middle of Groundhog Day and, and are looking for a change. Um, and, and so they might just be looking for um, a different job or a different employer uh, based on nothing more than the fact that they don't want to go through another uh, period of doing the same work. Well, it sounds like it's a, it could be a real opportunity for organisations to acquire some really good talent if they're able to plug the hole um, and not get caught up in, in employees handing in uh, their resignation. Yeah. What, what do you think the opportunity is for employee branding specialists to, uh, what, what do you think their role is in, in the new landscape that we're, we're seeing? Mm. Well, a couple of years ago, I think um, data scientists were called the sexiest job in the world. Um, maybe employment brand managers and recruiters are about to be given that title uh, because, you know, clearly we're, we're starting to get to a point where um, companies have to almost sell the job to potential employees and candidates. Um, so branding becomes really important. And if you're kind of looking for um, examples of this, um, you know, think about how prominent um, company founders like the Atlassian um, co-CEOs, uh, how prominently they're out there in the media. Um, it's what we call HR as PR. So, you know, not only can you attract employees, but you can even track, attract customers by talking about how progressive your um, approaches to talent management are. So, you know, essentially what I'm talking about is brand management. That's what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting that, you know, we'll see this really significant rise in, in HR as PR over the next um, 12 to 24 months. So, yeah, if you're, a, if you're a brand manager, now is the time to start talking about your progressive approaches to workplace flexibility, um, your progressive approaches to things like climate change and other social issues. Um, the work that you do to build great leaders and create great experiences at work. Um, they're, the thought, they're the sort of things that are going to become very attractive to talent that's looking for a move. How do you feel uh, like the companies that are not the Atlassians and the Canvas of the world? I think of Melanie over at Canva who does a great job at, at yeah. um, promoting her own personal brand and does it so well for Canva. But for the ones who aren't at the top of the hill, how can they go about um, communicating and being a little bit more transparent about their, their culture and values to attract the very best talent uh, to their organization? Well, you know, I, your organization um, is in the business of, you know, video production for work. And, and I think, um, you know, you just have to look at the rise of TikTok as a phenomenon um, to, to kind of get a sense for just how engaging video can be if it's used and packaged really well. Uh, and what's cool about that is that, you know, all you need is a cell phone, right, and a, and a ring light. Um, so we're not talking about, you know, like over-the-top production. So if you're a small company and you don't have a lot of um, resources at your disposal, 
uh, just giving your employees the ability to film themselves um, and their experiences at work um, is going to be, you know, like a, a useful tool in that battle. Um, you might not get on the front page of the, you know, financial review unless you're one of those bigger companies. Um, but one of the things you will notice that there'll be some smaller organizations, and in fact, most of them are smaller, that are experimenting with things like four-day weeks. And they are getting that media attention because it is relatively new. Uh, it's untested, but it's exactly in line with what is driving the great resignation. People want better work-life balance and they want a different relationship with their work. So those companies that offer that um, are the ones that are going to have a really powerful brand. I'm interested in the future. I know you are as well. Uh, if we were to fast forward the 12 months, even 24 months, what, what do you see in terms of the state of the market and, and how can, you know, what, mm. what does the future look like in terms of attracting uh, talent to the organization? Well, I th you know, it, it's always speculative. Um, so this sure. is informed speculation at best. Um, but I think if we look, you know, 12 to 24 months ahead, I think we're still going to be in the part of the cycle where the balance of power is still in the hands of employees. So 24 months from now, I, I would expect that our economies are booming, travel is back. It's a lot of money that has been remaining in people's pockets being spent, and that's going to be spent at restaurants and everything, travel. Um, but what I'll, what I think we will see is many more examples of employees working whilst they're traveling the world. So I'm already talking to some organizations that are considering offering a round-the-world ticket um, to new employees and just saying, look, work from wherever it makes sense for from you to work, wherever it's feasible. Um, so the idea of if you're, you know, a technology um, part of that very in-demand talent group, uh, that you could be um, sitting, and by the way, what I'm about to quote is there is a digital nomad center that's been set up mm -hmm. on a Portuguese island off the coast of Africa uh, that is fully set up to enable people to come and work from there and live in this idyllic location. So I'm expecting that there'll be more digital nomads. There'll be more backpacking executives. <laughs> Who would have thought that you could backpack in the 40s, right? <laughs> And there'll be a lot more people living in um, regional locations, but continuing to provide their services to um, what have typically been, you know, capital city headquartered companies. So I think that will just become normal and a normal reality. I think we'll see a lot more people working in part-time roles. And this is interesting. It's not going to be the casualization of the workforce that is actually of quite a negative phenomenon, but rather people just saying, actually, I just want to work three days a week. Or I want to work for you three days a week, and I want to work for them two days a week, or any combination of that. So we'll see a healthier gig economy. Uh, we'll see um, the exploration of very different employment models. And we will see a, um, here's a bold prediction. Yep. We might start to see companies and managers being cancelled on, on uh, social media. 
And what I mean by this is that one of the things that's really clear about this great resignation phenomenon is that people are rejecting toxic workplaces mm -hmm. and they're rejecting exploitative business models and they're rejecting um, toxic behavior from managers and leaders. So if you're a company that tolerates that, you're going to find it very hard to find staff. And part of that is because you won't be able to control your brand if people are simply sharing their experiences, not just on Glassdoor, but on TikTok, on Instagram, and eventually on LinkedIn. My immediate thought went to Glassdoor with the reviews that employees, ex-employees do provide. Um, how do you feel like companies can be a little bit more transparent about their culture in the future? Things that they're not doing not right now, it might be yeah. difficult to get over the line, but you know, some companies just breaking through and, and um, creating a new standard for transparency. Uh, well, I think they have to be. Um, and part of that is, you know, if, if I was to kind of project in five years' time, what does Glassdoor look like? And this is not an endorsement of Glassdoor. This could be another company, right? But if I'm looking for a job in five years, I'll go to a website and I'll put in, can you give me a list of the companies in this industry that employ these types of roles um, that have the lowest resting heart rate on average, the greatest okay. number of hours sleep, the fittest employees? And can you factor out any company that uses slave labor in their supply chain and has a carbon footprint above X? Wow, okay, gotcha. That's how people will search for work. And so what that will drive is a lot more transparency. Mm -hmm. So a couple of data points that kind of um, add weight to this. Um, we know already that um, particularly millennial and Gen Z employees expect their companies not just to have a position on social issues, but to be doing something about it. And in fact, if you, are, if you have a position and you're doing something about it, um, the engagement scores for your staff are significantly higher. So if you want to retain people, it is about being transparent about what you do and, and, and how you contribute to the world, not just how you sell your products, for example. Um, the other things that are becoming very apparent um, is, you know, something, uh, it, it's a, an area of kind of finance and um, uh, what we would call uh, sustainability, but integrated reporting is becoming much more common um, from a board of directors perspective. So this is companies that aren't just going out to the financial analysts and saying, hey, we had a great year, look at all of our profits but it's about reporting on gender diversity, on um, environmental impact, uh, reporting on sustainability, uh, contributions to the world and society. So there's a lot of pressures which are leading to organisations having to be much more thoughtful about their role in the world. And they will need to be more transparent about that. And if they're not, their staff will become and make them more transparent because they have the tools to be able to do that. It's fascinating. It's definitely a world that I'd love to uh, live in. Fast forward uh, in the next few years, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see what, what does happen, but I couldn't agree with you anymore. Those are really important uh, things that, that companies should be focused in on, hopefully a lot sooner uh, than, than in the next uh, five years, but hopefully um, you know, some really good businesses 
you know, drag us there. Well, Aaron, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Talent Blazers. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Scott. Conversations are always fun.